Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fired. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 511, company from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're, we've got a, a, a lot of small topics to discuss. We're going to go rapid fire style and we'll have uh, uh, stats of the week and maybe none to Google. None to Googleable if we... Have the time. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the the hometown of Jamison Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, shout out to friends Willis and Kathy, um, who visited a brewery or cidery or something like that, um, and and brought us back some, some cranberry-flavored hard cider, which I'm enjoying right now. Mm. Um, mm. Very good. Tasty to my palate. Nice. And from Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Um I really uh, like the shout out to Jameson Brewer ever every uh, week now. Yeah. Uh, is is it not the Spring uh, Springfield, Maryland? Where are you from? Me, Silver Spring. Silver Spring. Is is that not his birthplace? It's just his home. His growing up. Yeah, I think he played high school. His high school years, he lived in Silver Spring. Okay, and uh, and then had a illustrious Pacer career after that. So mm-hmm. worth a shout out. Um, it's also um, Thirsty Thursday. It's uh, the Thursday of uh, March Madness. It's the first Thursday. Um, you, if you're listening to this before um, uh, the, the games begin, just call in sick to work. Stay home and watch basketball all day. <laughs> or if you're lucky enough to uh, work from home, and I, I, goodness, I hope my boss isn't listening. Uh, uh, you can just work from home and, and watch the games. And sure. Not have to miss the time off. Not, not have to work, miss work. Yeah. Put that uh, video on mute or whatever. What what, what there, do people do there, on Zoom? <laughs> yeah. Is there is there an equi- you know uh, NCAA March Madness uh, had the streaming when they first came out with the streaming option. I don't know if they still do this, but they had the boss button, which was. You press the oh, boss yeah. button and it made the screen look like it was a, a spreadsheet, <laughs> spreadsheet that you were working on. Is there an equivalent for that for if you're in a a Zoom like call, like a meeting? Can you just hit the boss button? Uh, and then and then you look like a cat or something. What's that? Then you look like a cat or something. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh let the record show I am not a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Um, all right, guys, we we got a lot of a lot of things to get through here. This show, um, the first one, this was uh, you know sort of big news for for the uh, for the league. Uh, you said that the best player on one of the best teams is uh, is out for for at least several weeks. Colson, uh, Joel Embiid is a deep bone bruise. Um, some come down a little awkwardly from a dunk and uh, you know, did not return and, and uh, you know didn't look good. He's had an injury history. Um, and how bad do you think this is going to affect? The, they're the, they're number one in the East right now. Is this a, you think they're going to drop a couple spots? or You think they can hold it without him? Yeah, I don't like it when um, 
you take something called a bone bruise and then you have to say deep about it. Like that, that suggests to me that it's, it's not great. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, look, Joel Embiid's been an MVP candidate. In fact, um, you know, what they're saying right now is that they're going to reevaluate this deep bone bruise in two weeks. Um, you know, which suggests to me there's no way he's going to come back before that, and it might be longer after that. Um, this would really affect his uh, MVP case, uh, which again um, is is tragic for him. He's been brilliant this year. Uh, he's putting up, you know, peak Shaq numbers on some level. Like he's just been he's been obliterating the league and uh, has helped um, in the process. Uh, Philadelphia have the best record in the East uh, with 27 and 12. I, they're still a really good team uh, without him, but they're not going to be able to keep up this pace. Um, and you have uh, the Nets right behind them uh, with a you know nine and one in their last ten. Um, we all know the kind of talent they have with Durant and Irving and Harden. Uh, and they're still figuring it out, right? They're just I, you, you feel like the Nets are just going to get better. I don't think the Sixers can hold on to the, the first seed, uh, the number one seed, um, with Embiid being out for any period of time. And honestly, I don't think Embiid can hold on to the MVP um, if he's out for any period of time. There's too many good players in this league right now that are putting up too many amazing numbers. Uh, this is just this is a bummer for the Nets, but or, or for uh, the Sixers and, and a boon for the Nets. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a bummer. I mean, Embiid has a track record of injury history, and so this is just another uh, bummer injury on top of, of all of these things. And, and this especially, you know, freak sort of thing. It's not an overuse or like a, you know, a back injury or something like that. He fell awkwardly after a dunk, which is why I've, I have had, you know, long had a no dunking um policy for myself oh for sure uh, you don't want to hurt yourself right? no yeah. no no it's just not worth a risk exactly <laughs> strictly layups you know so um the fundamentals yeah exactly yeah no i mean I, you know hopefully you know mvp's case aside it's been great to watch uh mb do well this year but more so like see sort of the sixers team sort of come into its own you know we've been wanting when we're waiting I guess for not it, wanting, but right. like the you know from a a uh, you know a good basketball perspective, you can see the potential you know with him and Simmons and all of the talent that they have on that roster, and it seemed like Duck Rivers had sort of unlocked it um, a bit this year. Um, so hopefully he's he's back in time for the playoffs, and they can um, you know at least challenge. I, I think you know them and the Bucks are probably like the the challengers to the nets i i think that the nets are the the odds on favorites especially after acquiring um you know soon to be injured blake griffin um (laughs) uh, so yeah it's it's just a bummer hopefully hopefully he's better i wish you well joel tobias harris has been having a great season uh ben Mm -hmm. simmons also a brilliant season um some are calling for him as a defensive player of the year um, you know, so they'll be all right. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't think they can keep up the pace. You make a good point though, Jason, it, it, as long as they're healthy come playoff time, it, it won't really mm-hmm. matter. Yeah. Especially this year. Like it, I don't think home court advantage is going to mean what home court advantage usually means this year, even if, um, you know, when, I don't know when the playoffs start may or something like that. Right. Um, yeah, I think there things might th- be much more. I think they're open hoping that there's going to be fans uh, by the playoffs, right? But I I don't know that it's going to be like full house, right? Necessarily, right, right. Um, but yeah. So so it's not going to be the same level of of advantage necessarily. It's still good to you know sleep in your own bed. I haven't seen a good. I mean, I've been out of it, but I haven't seen like a good analysis of whether home court advantage actually matters so far this year NBA wide. Um, I know for the Pacers, it has not. <laughs> that's, that's my anecdote. Well, what do you mean? It, it hasn't mattered. It's mattered a ton. We, we, we are not winning at home as the Pacers because we well, that's what I'm fans. saying. But I, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. say traditionally home court advantage 
the home team has won probably more games than they have lost or something like that. And I'm just curious what the record is NBA wide or if it has flattened out um, this year. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take a guess here that, uh, that home court uh, matters less this season than it normally does. I think fans make a difference. Even if they're just scaring the refs into making bad calls. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's what they do. For sure. It's what home court advantage is. (laughs) Do you side note? Do you care about Blake Griffin going to the Nets? I don't care. Uh, I mean, I guess you know it. It, it depends on his performance, I guess. Like, um, if he's able to, I mean, man, he was such an impact player. Uh, you know, in, in his heyday, um, if he could bring a, a, a shadow of that to this team, that'd be, you know, even more force to be reckoned with. But. Um, I haven't seen anything like that for a long time. So, well, no. you know, I I thought he what he's been working on since he's lost his athleticism is is being a distributor, um, and he's improved as a passer. Um, he doesn't demand the double teams that he used to, so it doesn't not necessarily as effective as it was when he was getting you know when he was an elite scorer. But I think he can. I think as a seventh or eighth guy could be useful in that bench. I don't I don't see him finishing games, I guess, is what I'm yeah. saying. I don't think that he's better than Jeff Green or uh Shamit, you know, the guys that they have Joe right Harris. now. Yeah, Joe Harris, exactly. But, you know, I think he could give them good minutes in a you know I don't know, off the bench. I I think he'll be fine. But I mean he he's a shadow of what he was. I agree with you, Joey. Um, another thing going on in the East is that there's been some rumblings of a Lowry trade, Colson. Uh, what's the scoop on that? Well, uh, so uh, first Lowry uh, put his house up for sale, um, and you know people have started grumbling. Um, apparently, uh, the, the media just came out and asked him, and he said, "I will retire a, a Raptor. Uh, that is my plan." I will uh, always be a Raptor. Uh, but it sounds like um, he would be open to a trade uh, if it if it happened. Um, I think he probably would have some places he'd like to go. I don't think he wants to be dumped um, on a bad team. And I don't think that the franchise would do that to him. So it's just a matter of whether the Raptors can find um, some value in trading him, um, get a draft pick. Uh, young talent, um, and whether it's a place where Larry would want to go. I think that there are a couple teams that he would fit really well in, and it's a matter of figuring out those trades. The kind of the rumbling right now is Denver, the Clippers, or the aforementioned uh, 76ers. Hmm. He would be brilliant in all of those teams. Um, He would uh, add a toughness stability at you know all of them have basically not true point guards right Ben Simmons isn't a true point guard Patrick Beverly isn't a a true point guard Jamal Murray would be probably better as an off guard you know in Denver so um you know he I think he could really take any of those teams up a level any team he goes to he's going to take up a level he's going to be pestery on defense he's going to take a bunch of charges he's going to um, work the refs. He's going to be tougher than everybody else, um, and he's going to demand perfection. I mean, this is one of the reasons he's the greatest Raptor of all time. He's one of the reasons that he was on a championship team. He's a winner, and I think if he does get moved, I think that takes whatever team he gets to up a level. Yeah, I so I don't understand the the rumors around this. Like the idea is that the Raptors aren't doing so well this year. Um, and they're not. So maybe they should just give up. They're they're not, but they're not doing horribly. Like they're they like are, the same spot the Pacers are. They're yeah. a half game behind the Pacers. They're right? in the, they're in the tenth seed, which is in a play in spot. And you know, the, the it's not. And they're devastated by injuries, quote unquote. But it's all people being out because of COVID protocols. So those guys are all going to come back at some point. You know, Siakam, Van Vliet. Uh, OG and Anobi. OG and Anobi, right? They're like three of their 
right. starters, right? Which is why they're struggling now. They're going to come back and actually be well-rested at some level. Um, they have the fifth-best point differential in the Eastern Conference right now. Or, sorry, sixth, sixth best. So, not great, but still, like, Still decent. better than their position. It's positive, right? right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that, that team is uh, notoriously scrappy and a fighting sort of team. So, I don't understand why all of a sudden they're would be considering something like this like are they needing to rebuild like their the idea is that lowry is just done basically well so i no, i think the idea is you know and we talked about this in our you know season preview right like losing uh marcus all and um serge Ibaka, even though those guys are old they lost their front court and that was going to be a problem for them um they sure. needed another like they needed uh, Siakam to take another step um, into stardom, and he's kind of taken a step back or plateaued. They didn't make the All-Star game this year. Um, and I think they're probably kind of looking around going, what do we do now? And Lowry is on a different timeline than the rest of those guys. You know, OG and Siakam and, and Van Vliet are all younger than sure. he is by quite a sure. bit. And, you know, does he want to spend the next, you know, two years on his contract – you know, trying to make the play-in game, or do you want to let him go play for titles and then, you know, do and right by him, I guess. seems like the point guard of the future for them. Yeah, exactly. Just turn over so, the keys now. So I think I think that's, that's where the conversation's coming in. I mean, you know, Lowry's not saying anything out of hand. He's not saying he wants to be traded, anything like that. He's, he's not being a bad, um, you know, bad faith actor in this. Uh, they asked him, and he said he'd, you know, be open to it if it was the right the right deal and as long as everybody was okay with it but he would retire a raptor so you know um it's it's interesting to see somebody do it the right way um because we've we've had so many players on our team um on the pacers team do it the wrong way one out he didn't say like i'm a raptor i'm contractually bound to be a raptor I'm contractually bound to be a raptor yeah he said i'm a raptor for life and i will retire a raptor even if i move you know, sort of thing. So, um, anyway, I I think th- this this has a ton of implications for the league, but also for the East. I mean, if Lowry's gone from the Raptors, they're pretty much out of playoff contention. I would think, maybe not. I mean, you just mentioned the again. I, mean, I don't. Th- yeah, he's no. so important to what they do, though. Is all I'm saying. Sure, but they but definitely even without games. him, are they better than the Hornets? This year probably. and last year without him. Yeah, they're probably better than the Hornets without him, and and the the Knicks and the Bulls and uh, all these people and the Hawks, all these people that are. I mean, above they're them. not obviously they're not like in that upper echelon, right? They're not going to compete with the the Nets or this the, a fully healthy Sixers or, or the, uh, or the, the Bucks, Bucks, right? right. Or, I guess Boston is in that tier. Do we still maybe put them the in that maybe tier? the Heat Heat is in that tier? Yeah, I think Boston and Miami are in a tier below, but. Okay. Um, it's in, you know anytime anybody puts a house up for sale, even though they're, they're living in Tampa right now, right? So like, right. probably his motivation is why am I paying a mortgage on a house that I'm not even living in? In the Toronto, uh, I've seen multiple reports. The the Toronto real estate market is like crazy right now. So he could he could make a he could make some good money, right? Selling a house. Oh, also, some news uh, in in the. Uh, uh, the record books. Mm. Carmelo Anthony is. Was he? Did he make it? Did he move past? He's number eleven right now. I think right. Yep. The uh, he's now the eleventh. He scored the eleventh most points in NBA history. Clearly one really? of the greats. He's a he's a lock for the uh, Hall of Fame, right? Well, he moved past Hakeem Olajuwon, as everyone knows. Probably my favorite. Well, after Kevin Garnett, my favorite non-pacer in NBA history. I love me some Hakeem Olajuwon. So I think this is blasphemy. <laughs> the, fact, <laughs> because the facts are flat blasphemy? Yes, yes. Mm. Something sort of – we should change the rules where all of Carmelo's <laughs> two-point baskets count for one or something. I don't know. This is ridiculous. Do you think the truth has like a blas- blasphemous bias? Is that what this is? <laughs> I just, Joey, you think he's a Hall of Fame lock now, I and I, you seem excited about it. That's all I'm saying. You know what? 
uh, after remembering his actual career, I disagree with my previous statements. Um, yeah, this dude scores a ton, uh, but still, he's had not he's just not had success in in the postseason. And to me, having no real success uh, is just not enough to to go to the Hall of Fame. He he's been a prolific scorer for I mean, clearly for a very long time. Um, but um, I mean, that's that's it. Like his. You know, I wouldn't consider him a winner. I know it's not the um, it's not the NBA Hall of Fame. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame, and he, he uh, did win a title in, uh, in in college. But you know, lots of people do that, and they're not in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so, so what you're saying, Joe, is that because he never got out of the second round of the playoffs, he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Yes, and that that's not true. He did get out of the second when? round of the playoffs. Didn't didn't Denver go to the the Western Conference Finals? One oh, very very early in his career, yeah. Oh, um, forgotten that. And he, he went he he was he went to what is this one two three four five go go down to the awards hold on uh, ten All Star <laughs> games, okay, um, seven All NBA teams, uh, finished third in MVP voting. Um, in 2013, so I guess as much. Um, actually, sounds pretty good now that you say that. Uh, look, I guess like I don't disagree that he's super good, but I guess like to to me, no, it's, it's just like to me that's not Hall of Fame. Like that's so. Do you have to win like a ring very to good. go to the Hall of Fame? I mean, Reggie no, went to the Hall of Fame, but I mean like and scored less points than Carmelo. Uh, no, you don't. You don't have to win a ring, but. Um, Basketball Reference has his All of Fame probability at ninety eight point four percent. Yeah, I, and I think that's I based disagree. just on his NBA career. I don't think that. Uh, I think he's going. I just I disagree. Okay. But if I had a vote, I would not. I would not use it for him. Wow. Okay. That's Joey. all I'm saying. Does not like Carmelo Anthony. Interesting. Yeah. I had no idea he was that high on the all time list. Um, that's pretty insane. Yeah, because because he's not that great. But he's been around you for a while. Uh, Longevity matters, yeah. Joey. It certainly does, and he he did, he had some time off too after his playoff P experience. If you break the the twenty the top twenty five of scoring, you're pretty much a lock, right? Like, is there anybody that's in the top twenty five of scoring that's done playing that hasn't made the Hall of Fame? Mm, that's a good question. I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt it as well. Yeah. So sorry, Joe. I mean, I, I get. I, no, I, you I mean, know what? I, I, I should. I you know what? It. I think you should be on the, you know, whatever the hall committee. You know, let's get you a vote. I guess I just, I, I, I value scoring, uh, pure scoring, less than the the Hall of Fame uh, uh, people do. Yeah. Um, how about all those All NBAs and all those All Star games? That's very good. Congratulations. <laughs> Joe's <laughs> out on Camelo. Um, he's fit in well in Portland. Um, do, you, mm-hmm. do you, in, you know, just because you like to tell Nico that Portland sucks, you got to, it's got to help Carmelo. I'll tell you what, I thought, I thought his career would be, I thought his like sort of, I thought he was his future career after uh, was Houston uh, was like unsalvageable. But he, I mean, props to him, you know, for for fitting in there. Um, because there's, I mean, there's already egos there. You know, they, they seem like everyone in Portland seems like they're uh, they're just trying to win. You know, um, and he's he's fit into there. So I think that's uh, it's impressive. It is, you know, somebody who you was. Publicly talking about, you know, laughing at the the, the suggestion that he come off the bench to, um, you know, to moving into a, a sort of second or third tier role. Uh, so good on him. Sounds like you're coming around. No, no. <laughs> I'm saying like he did a great job. Doing a great job does not get you in the Hall of Fame. So you're saying I'm not going to the Hall of Fame. 
not the basketball hall of fame not yet <laughs> there's still time. podcasting hall of fame there's still time oh yeah there's there's definitely still time uh, where there's a will there's a way mm-hmm. i want to talk about one more thing uh, before we go to the break Edmund Sumner of uh, uh, Xavier University. Um, he has been playing some some real good basketball for the Pacers. I want to kind of highlight that a little bit. And there's some finite minutes available for for the players, of course. And Aaron Holiday has been seeing fewer minutes uh, because of that. Uh, we had to do this um, discussion while Harper was not here, so we could be, you know. <laughs> reasonable right like um and so he can't respond you know he can't respond until he you know he's probably yelling at his radio right now but um colson what do you think about this uh this change in the balance of power on the bench uh i i'm an edmund sumner fan a supporter um you know he has been on the team for a while now and just been you know injured and or you know we're working him you know, on a two-way contract or he's just, you know, on the bench and not seeing any minutes. Um, we get spots minutes here and there, and he always comes out, and he um, he's fearless attacking the basket. Uh, he, he tries to do little things and, and um, you know, hasn't had a ton of success, and I'm really glad that uh, uh, Bjorkren is uh, showing some confidence in him and giving him some minutes. Um, but if you look at um, you know, this last game against the Suns, uh, Sumner played uh, 12 minutes and Aaron Holiday played nine. Normally, all those minutes would go to Aaron Holiday. Um, I mean, Aaron Holiday has been playing around. I don't know what he averages, but, you know, usually plays between 12 and, you know, 18 minutes a game off the bench. Um, this looks like a little bit of a sea change. I assume that, that, um, you know, coaches trying to try to switch some stuff up and see something new. Um, and, and I am a Sumner supporter, but I am also against taking away Aaron holiday minutes. So I need you guys to figure out how to make both of these things work. So I don't freak out. Yeah, I don't. So I guess I raised this question because I wondered when, uh, TJ Warren comes back into the lineup. Hopefully that happens this season. Um, which of these guys loses out <laughs> in the rotation? So since the Boston game on March, no, February 26th, sorry. Uh, Sumner has played 12 to, I guess, 16 minutes on average or something like that, we'll say. He got 28 minutes in the Philly game, but that was a blowout. Uh, whereas Holiday, uh, af- you know, since the Cleveland, so in the Cleveland game, he played uh, four minutes and then nine minutes, then 15 minutes and nine minutes um, in the last four games, which is, you know, not his, you know, typical 18 to 20 or whatever that he, he usually plays. Um, so I don't know what's going on there. That The, the thing that, I don't understand, I guess, is, is Aaron Holiday has continued to play well. Like, he played well in the the Lakers game, um, looked sharp. But I don't know, maybe it's just a matchup thing? I don't know what's going on. You know, I thought uh, early in the season um, he just was broke from the range. Like, and he's, mm-hmm. he lost confidence from uh, a shooting perspective. I don't think he ever stopped doing the little things that we love about Aaron Holiday. Like he's he's probably one of my favorite Pacers. Like I just love his activity. I love that you can put him in, you know, we ask him to do all types of things and he's willing to do it. I just I think that maybe coach was thinking, "Hey, his shots broke. Let's let's give it to somebody else." You know, mm-hmm. maybe that's all it is and and Sumner has has, you know, given solid minutes. Um, but and maybe, but you know, my concern is if a guy's uh, shot is broken, um, his confidence may get broken, and then coach takes away minutes, and your confidence gets broken more. Well, that hasn't really seemed to be the case because, like you said, 
Jason. Uh, he played brilliantly, I thought, in, in both the Lakers and the Phoenix game in his short amount of minutes. He just looked really confident, hit big shots, uh, changed the momentum of the game in that Phoenix game. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he doesn't lack confidence. I, I am, um, you know, and I assume that I always assume that the shot would come back and that this that this guy would be a, a rotation player on this team for a long time. So the fact that he's down to four and nine minutes a game is, is very disturbing to me. And and we're bringing back your, you know, you know, you're right. Once we get TJ Warren back, there's just so many guys on this team, you know, Mc, uh, you know, McDermott, McConnell, pretty much locked in. Justin Holliday's our Swiss Army knife guy. And so that leaves you one or two other guys to play. We also have Jeremy Lamb, you know, um, Edmund Sumner, Goga, when you need to go big. You know, where is Aaron Holiday's minutes coming from? I really do think that he's losing these as this season goes on. So is it, I guess, that what we're sort of dancing around here, is it, is it time to trade him? Colson, is that what you're asking for? Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. I, I, I don't think that's, the, that's what I'm saying at all. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm rooting for the success of, of both Sumner and, and Holiday, and if they're comfortable kind of sharing that, you know, ninth man minutes load and turning it into a 10 or 11 man rote, like that's fine. I, you know, that that's, that's on coach to, to navigate. He's got some really great talent and this is, you know, this could be a challenge for him. I mean, we've, we've been saying we're, we're a, we're a guy short during this losing streak, you know, maybe we're two guys short, but once you get those guys back, we now have too many guys, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's interesting. I mean, I think Aaron Holiday is the more talented of the two. Um, and it's sort of a situation where uh, McConnell uh, is playing so well. He's a dude that you cannot take off the floor. Right. He's a guy that coached. He's got to play you know, 25 quote, to 30 unquote, minutes a Coach Bjorkman, you know, <laughs> trust. Um, For whatever yeah. reason. <laughs> For whatever that's worth, yeah. Um, and you know when we signed McConnell two years ago, we thought maybe this guy's is our, is our third point guard. Yeah, you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. Aaron Holiday is the backup point guard. Right. And McConnell has basically taken that mantle. Basically, yeah. um, I mean, he he, so, he plays a lot of point guard with the starting lineup and just moves. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, Brogdon, Brogdon down to the, the shooting guard. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I don't I don't know if you know, you know, it, 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 and I think Sumner's effort uh, and ability to finish and and run in transition, I think he's like slightly better than Aaron Holiday in that uh, category, um, has you know been rewarded I guess by by Bjorkman of late. I don't know. There could be other things going on too. I mean, maybe Holiday's, you know as a nagging injury or something like that, that they're like trying to protect or, I, you know, I don't know. I saw him uh, block out the other day and I got real excited. Mm. Aaron holiday blocking out. That'll get you on the floor. That's right. That's good. Huh. Only guy on the team. I think that's doing it right now. Yep. <laughs> well, what I took away from this conversation is that, um, we're going to miss you Aaron holiday. After you get <laughs> traded. Sorry, Harper buddy. Um, so no, kidding. I'm thinking no, uh, it's, a, good, it's a, a blockbuster trade. Um, we're trading Aaron Holiday, Edmund Sumner, Jeremy Lamb for Kyle Lowry. I think is what I heard. Wow. All right. So, uh, running through the trade machine. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's enough <laughs> numbers. No. no, probably not. Or for Embiid, maybe. He's injured. They don't want him. They don't need him. You know what? You were uh, you were a budding GM before, and now it's. Uh, I think I might uh, walk that back a little bit. Oh, I thought you were going to say now I'm in full blossom. <laughs> uh, but if you could GM some of those traits through, then maybe I maybe uh, I'd give you that. Well, let's take a quick break. Um, we'll come back in the second half. We've got some stat of the we got a stat of the week and uh, an, an Google if uh, 
if those pesky stats don't take too long. break first thing we got for you is our stat of the week joey stat of the week but actually first before i do that i want to uh give you a stat that is not the stat of the week it's an anti-stat of the week Mm. if you're uh from indiana which many of you are um uh, the attorney general for the state is apparently being paid tens of thousand dollars for advisory roles for many different companies, um, which, of course, uh, the uh, the Democratic Party calls uh, calls him a walking conflict of interest. Um, but there are at least four companies that the uh, he, he's our acting. He, I'm sorry, he's our current uh, attorney general, but he's working uh, uh, for. Some healthcare companies um, uh, across several uh, um, different you know sectors of that market and uh, some logistics as well. So, yeah. um, seems like it's uh, maybe not a good look, but uh, who's going to stop him? Maybe he's starting to um, you know build it build it all up for a, a good case, and he'll just prosecute himself and. Uh, you're like, look, I brought this guy down. Look at what this guy was doing. And he's elect me charge, governor. He's going to charge uh, his, his his ridiculous hourly rate for all the prosecution too. I'm guessing. <laughs> no, we you guys pay for that. Your taxes. No, that's pay right. for that. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Winning on all sides. Yeah. There's a, a unco- uh, ongoing uh, inquiries into lots of these uh, relationships. But that's not the stat of the week. Like another stat that's not the stat of the week. This was uh, <laughs> yeah. another anti-stat of the week. Uh, if you guys heard about this story, um, Myers Leonard, mm. he's a uh, Miami Heat player. He got fined fifty thousand dollars for for using some. Just, just there's no way. There's no way to say this. It's a. Uh, uh, it's, it's hateful language uh, towards the uh, Jewish community anti-Semitic terms while he was playing, uh, I think, Call of Duty or something online while he was streaming. Um, and uh, he did get banned from the heat facility for a week, and they're gonna he's going to be required to participate in a cultural diversity program. So, I don't know. You know, every time these guys, every time these guys do something like this, they, they write this, uh, I promise to do better. I know that my future actions will be m- more powerful than my use of this word. Um, but it's just, I've seen this, you know, a million times. So it's, it's uh, disappointing to see at, at, at best, I guess. He claimed he didn't know what the word meant or something like sure. that. Or what it but was. That's, but he knew but, it was bad. Yeah, he knew because he used <laughs> right. it in a derogatory way. So he clearly, right. maybe he didn't understand the full scope of it, but that just sounds like trying to cover your butt. Sure. You just plead ignorance for stuff like that, you know. Sure. That doesn't get me out of traffic tickets. Shouldn't get you out of this hot water either. Yeah. He he even if he didn't know exactly what the history of it, he understood that it was derogatory and he used it. So Sure. Yeah. Um and you know, I'm I'm glad you know you know, I'm glad he's going to go through some training. I hopefully he'll hang out with some Jewish people and like, you know, he'll learn some stuff. Um the uh 
the Miami Heat banned him from the building, but he's injured and not playing, so that wasn't that hard for them to do. It's not like he's their star player. They were just like, yeah, whatever. Let's sweep this under the rug. Uh, but I'm glad he's going to get help and talk to some people. Um, yeah, bad bad luck, though. Bad luck. Mm-hmm. But it does bring me to our stat of the week. Oh, that wasn't your stat of the week? No. No, we're both anti-stats of the week. Yeah. Okay. Anti-Semitic comments do not get you the stat of the week. <laughs> okay. I think that's a good rule. Do we just make right. that a, a basic rule for the stat of the week? Yes. So, um, Pirate Cat, friend of the show, Pirate mm-hmm. Cat, um, is my brother and his family. Is their their cat? And um, uh, there's some good news. The um, there are going to there's going to be a uh, memorial built for him um, near the Monon. Um, the the city of Carmel, uh, unsurprisingly, has been uh, has uh, uh, not agreed to work with uh, with anybody on that. Uh, they've they've turned down all the requests. So the uh, Midwest Tennis uh, and Education Foundation, which is right next it's right next to the Monon. Uh, they uh, uh, are going to provide a little bit of space um, to to build a mem- uh, memorial for him, and um, and there's a, a little path that runs right over to the Monon, so it's very close by. Um, so the paperwork is done. That is going to happen. Um, the the uh, there's a GoFundMe to pay for this. It's actually like a pretty uh, a pretty big thing. It's a like. Um, granite stone base and then there's going to be um a life-size uh um, sculpture of him on top of it this is so great Um, this is so great so there's a it's going to cost about ten thousand dollars for the uh uh for the whole memorial so there's a gofundme up right now we'll put a link in the show notes they're already halfway there um five thousand bucks like right away take my money now yeah, and um, I had not seen this. Um, there is like a eight-minute mini documentary about the legend of Pirate Cat. That's all. It's on the GoFundMe page too. So. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Which is very. Is cool. there a so, picture of him in the the back of the cop car? The, not on this article, but um, <laughs> he he did spend some time in the back of a cop car. Pirate Cat. Who of us hasn't, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out Pirate Cat and uh, and and shout out for uh, this memorial. Let's uh, let's get this over the hump. Let let uh, uh, Undebeat a Nation get this thing over the hump. Let's get this thing done. Yeah, yeah. So if you're an indie, it, it's going to be. Uh, I mean, if you've ever uh, knew where he hung out, it's um, near 96 and the Monon, uh, sort of in between college and. Uh, Westfield so um, but the, that's also like the the uh, county line up, up between you know Marion and uh, Hamilton County so that that uh, little rest area sort of, sort of place where uh, where he hung out was in in actually in Carmel and in fact uh, there was this happened today that there had been like sort of a um, fan-made uh, memorial right off the trail with like all these like nice little like you know people had created little notes and stuff like that and and there was some like kind of nice artwork and, and um this the uh parks this the carl parks department uh just came and took it all away uh they just destroyed them they destroyed the memorial uh this past weekend so that's another anti yeah uh, boo boo carmel don't do that so there's more about it. We'll, uh, put a link to his to Pirate Cat's Facebook page. You can read any more you want to read on there. There's there's a lot of stuff on there. And and yeah, man, this uh, the 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 uh, article um, or the uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of comments in these in this section. So there, he, Pirate Cat's way more popular than we've ever been. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's not hard. No. Also, the YouTube video. Um, <laughs> There's some choice comments. The top one is not to be dramatic, but I would die for Pirate Cat. <laughs> but not to be dramatic. Uh, no. No, no, no. So we'll put links to everything in the show notes. Uh, so, yes, Pirate Cat is the stat of the week, not uh, Myers Leonard or Attorney General Todd Rakita. Not, not those two guys. I think, that's, I think that's very fair. Mm-hmm. 
Colson, um, do we have time for a under Google? Are we, are we feeling it? Or we want to? Yeah. We wanna I, so I've got a, I got a real, it. I've got a real quick one. Okay. I think it's going to be real quick. Oh, are we doing under Googleables? That was the plan. Super excited. Um, you told us we had to. You said we signed up for it. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. Yeah, that's a, it's a curse to say that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I was listening to uh, Radio Lab this week, and uh, there was this really amazing story about um, the uh, Swedish uh, Navy being concerned about Russian subs uh, in the 90s. And they got into a big political uh, battle with Russia over this, this sonar reading, they were, this sound they were getting, and they assumed it was a, a Russian sub. And what it ended up being was uh, schools of herrings uh, farting, <laughs> and it was like this huge, you know, it, it, this amazing discovery. But apparently, herrings have uh, little uh, little bladders that help them be buoyant, and they mm-hmm. actually expel Bladder. it to go. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, anyway, uh, great. I, I'll, I'll link to it. It's a really fun story. Um, in fact, the. the, the the woman who's doing the story like goes and like finds some dead herrings and she's like squeezing them to see if she can make them fart. It's really funny, um, but uh, that got me thinking because the point of the story, of course, and what makes Radio Lab so clever and funny is that that's a literal red herring, right? It's a it's a red herring um, of herring, um, and so I wanted to to know the history of the red herring. The red herring. So this is the logical, um, in in logic arguments, you you throw out something that just doesn't matter at all, basically to throw your to throw your uh, argument your off. debate partner off their game I, or whatever, right? I I always thought of it as the um, the thing in a mystery novel where they just like throw something out there to make you think that maybe that's the killer, um, mm. but it's really not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's the same idea. It's it's uh, we're gonna throw you off the scent. It's we're gonna just make you think that something else is the is the true thing. And mm. why is that a red herring? Good question. I don't know. Yeah, mm. I remember. Like I remember. Uh, it, it to me, it brings back memories of like Scooby Doo. Uh, or was, uh, trying to solve those mysteries, and I think they actually talk about it in those episodes. Do they give the reason? N- no, they. Okay. Uh, or if they did, uh, I don't know. That I don't remember. But yeah, I yeah, we sort of took it basically like that, Colson. It was pretty much what you said, but I think I took it more as like something that was like really abnormal and like didn't seem like it should be the answer and it wasn't the answer you know Um, (laughs) right sure it definitely should be the answer and it's not the answer right like i think he did it for like no reason and then it wasn't him you know you think this is literally like a um like a scent based thing to throw somebody off the scent like if 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 you're being chased by dogs or something you throw a, a red herring or a piece of meat or something like that in one direction or, or put it on the path until so they'd be distracted by that and, and go for that. Oh. And then you could get away. Okay, so, like, you actually are distracting people with the scent of herring. Yeah. Because, because the, the, you know, in the, in the um, basically listening to this thing, I'm convinced that this is directly related to fish. Right, like, I don't. I don't know if a is there is a red herring a type of herring. Well, I, I was, believe so. Yeah. Is there a purple herring I, I, and I like was, a, a yellow herring? Aren't they yeah, all that silver? Was definitely, my question was like I, I, 
didn't know if yeah how many different kinds of herring are there well they described them as like the, as the super the the yeah i know I they know. described them as um you know uh super silver they look they basically just like like the scaly fish if you were to draw a picture of a fish that's what it looks like and it's silver well, and scaly. i mean i would guess that there are multiple varieties v- varieties Okay, so why did we pick the red herring then for this phrase? I don't know. I have no idea. But is that but that makes this a Swedish f- phrase then? Not necessarily. But the entire culture of uh, the Swedish is built up around catching these fish, right? I mean, the, the yeah, but they traded with like yeah, good call all of Europe. Good right? call. Like, all right, so like it doesn't have to be a Swedish. Didn't know what herring was. So I was thinking, uh, and maybe it's maybe it's you're trying to sell a a, a fancier fish, but you oh, you can like pass is this it the off as pig a, in a the poke herring. thing? You'll have to expand you, on pig in the poke because I don't. Remember no, you that. remember we did it on Google about the, the let the cat out of the bag, and that mm-hmm. um, basically what they would just put they would you were, you're supposed to be buying a bag full of piglets, but instead they'd put the bunch of cats in a bag. So. Um, Make sure you get your pig in the poke, I think is what was the... Make sure you proffer your piggy in the poke. Mm, right, right. So is this one of those situations so, where we're, 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 we're switching out fish and this, maybe the scent of it is what gives it away? Maybe. Like you're trying, to, you, you're trying to pass it off as tuna or something like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm trying to figure out how that... Uh, has any relationship to the the phrase and and yeah that's sort of Jason that's one. So I always related this to like uh, kind of like a Sherlock Holmes. You know, okay. like it's a when I said mystery novel earlier, like I sort of think of these detective novels, right? So a red herring would be something that would be in those books. Is that a time frame for us, or do we think this is way earlier than the? 1800s in England. I mean, it's a thing that seems Shakespeareish. Shakespeareish. Sure. Okay. Inish. Shakespeareish. Yeah. Exactly. To me. Um. So I would say around that time, maybe a little bit later or something. I don't know. Okay. I liked your idea of the scent. The scent of trading fish. Like and but like. That didn't quite match it to the real meaning, right? So, like, if if I were able to figure out that it was the wrong fish by the smell of it, and that doesn't make it a red herring, does it smell like tuna? Does red herring smell like tuna or something like that? You know? And you no, can, but the smell, like, it, you're conflating two things. Like, the smell doesn't have to be um, involved. The scent you, was the thing of, of trying to get dogs to run somewhere else. Yeah, right. But a separate thing could be... You know, I'm at the market. I'm trying to, you know, I've got fish packed on ice or something. And it's like, oh, this is very nice tuna. Those are both really good ideas. You're right. Um, And then after time, it's like, you know, don't fall for the red herring. Right, right. Because you get it home and it tastes completely different. Yeah. Right. Or you just paid way too much money for... These are brilliant, Jason. Uh, Joey, I need your help. Do you pick, pick which one you like better? Because I, I can't decide. Mm. I like the trying to get one over on people. Yeah. The, I kind of like that, too, because that is more consistent with, like, the um, like an argument or, you know, something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, but, you know, if we go to the, the detective novel, trying to throw somebody off the scent or get somebody off the track, we're going to throw out these other things. That's that initial thing that you said also would work. Um, what would what would go after the smell of a fish, though? Like cats? Like do dogs go after fish smells? Sure. Yeah. OK. Or they'd the, be th- the dogs will go after anything that smells strongly. Well, in fact, that would actually mask the the, the scent of a of a fish would mask the scent of something else, right? If it was really pungent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So you could sort of, yeah, you could throw somebody off your 
your trail or uh, you know humans as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but dogs probably have better noses all right um i'm gonna go with uh, i like the fish market and i'm gonna say it's shakespeare all right you're t- wrong but um <laughs> of course okay at least according it was, to it was your idea i was just picking it <laughs> Well, but the other one you had, was Oh, really? Was you close. had two brilliant yeah. ideas, and I picked the wrong one. Yeah, so uh, uh, bu- 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 this meaning first popped up in British fox hunting circles, according to the old, or to almanac.com. Um, smoked and salted herrings turn bright red in the curing process and emit a pungent, fishy smell. Um, although the term red herring had been around since 1420 to describe the smoked version of the fish, it was first used to mean a distraction in a British gentleman's magazine published in 1686. The article touted an effective way to prolong a, a fox hunt, uh, which was to drag a dead cat across the trail, masking the fox's scent and confusing the hounds. Cool. The author suggested using a red herring if no cats were available. <laughs> so it's a dead cat is the answer. Oh, that's one. That's in, in a one website. But, um, yeah. So when you cook a herring, it just stinks? Is that is that what we're going with and they call it a red herring? Yeah. It sounds like it turns red and then it, it's very it's pungent. very pungent, yeah. Um, I did look up um, History of the Red Herring and Scooby-Doo, and I did remember this. Uh, there was a character named Red Herring, and they, when he was in it, they usually blamed it on him, but it was never him, except once. Oh, that's Apparently clever. He did, he did commit the crime. Um, oh, let's see. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, he was accused many, many times. And uh, the only time he did commit the crime, it was the one that Fred did not accuse him. Got it. Um, it does not look like Shakespeare used the term, but there's lots of examples of red herrings in Shakespeare. So it was more so that it was used to train dogs for uh, fox hunts. Oh, so they so do, they would need to smell them, past the better. yeah exactly yeah okay, um, but then according to a pair of articles, uh, in two thousand and eight, um, the origin story, the earliest reference, uh, was in a tract on horsemanship published in sixteen ninety seven. Uh, recommended a, a, a method of training horses by dragging carcass of a cat or fox so that the horse would be accustomed to following the chaos of the hunting party. So basically so that the horse didn't freak out during the fox hunt. You know, we haven't uh, guessed fox hunt often enough. No. As the answer for not. things. Yeah. Well, nicely done. Uh, I feel like uh, Jason killed that, and we're just here to observe. I'm guessing, yeah, that we did we didn't Google it here, but uh, that throw someone off the scent is similarly related to. Mm-hmm. Oh, probably fox yeah. Hunt or Some, yeah, yeah, like Some sort of hunt, yeah. yeah, for sure. Done and done. We don't have to do that one now. Cool. <laughs> Just call, book it. Cross that one off the list. Yeah, just call that one done. <laughs> you can, uh, Colson, you can re-release that preview. You know, we can just re-release what, what we did uh, just mm-hmm. now. We can mm-hmm. re-release it twice with a new uh, title. <laughs> That's, That's right. And we still get that sweet, sweet under-googleable money. <laughs> right. You only get half as much on reruns, though, I think. Mm. Well, but you don't have to do any more work. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. It's worth it. We in syndication. Us, it gets us into syndication faster. Though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's where the real money is. That's right. <laughs> we're just asleep and we're making money. That's what That's, it's all about. That's what cryptocurrency was for. <laughs> also that. <laughs> 
All right, team. Uh, I think that should do it about for this week. Um, we'll be back with you next week uh, on Monday. Um, giving you a review of the Pacers' uh, previous week. Uh, until then, you can find us on Twitter. We are at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash TheUndebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can use that to send us a message. You can send us an email. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. And uh, we've got t-shirts for sale on the website slash store. And, uh, Colson, not to throw you off, but uh, you can also support us at uh, patreon.com slash undebeatables. If you support us for $5 a month, we will send you a koozie to your home. And uh, it will keep your drinks uh, either hot or cold, depending on what you need. And uh, they are weather, they, they react to the weather outside. In, like all, all koozies. But, uh, in good ways or bad ways? It's, it's always a good way. Okay, good. For the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sucklinard. Dirt out the lights. The party's over. Perfect. Yeah. Nailed it.